Teresa email comes from Amichai Gez, and he says, Long-time watcher, first-time emailer. I'd like to thank you. No, I'm obligated to thank you for helping me get through Erevin. I was extremely worried that I won't be able to continue keeping up with that. And then I found you. You immediately eased my mind, and I knew that you were the answer to my fears. I had the pleasure of teaching together with my Choshava, with your Choshava aunt, Rebetzin Tzerach Dusselowski Amosh. Here in Flatfoot, she has a tangible Ashmanri Talmidois and gives over Torah with such sweetness and love. Way to go, Aunt Serach. Wow. My kids love hearing your good morning, Rabboisai, each evening as I sit down to learn the daf. He goes on to say, Pasha, yeah. either way, thank you again for bringing the Gemara to life and keeping me committed and excited to learn each day. It's all about the Yoimi. With great love and appreciation, Amichai Gez, a.k.a. Anonymous. Thank you, Amichai. So we had a question in the Gemara. What happens if somebody opens up an animal and finds a needle? Tame, not Tame. The Gemara says the meat is Tame and the hands and the kind himself and the knife are tart. We know that in order to make food tame, it has to be susceptible to Kabul Tumah. You have to pour in it one of the seven liquids, one of the seven mashkim. Which seven mashkim did he pour in it? So the Gemara says, we must be talking about that this guy is bringing a shlamim, and he wants the hide of the shlamim. In order for the hide to come off easy, he brings the animal before he brings it to the base of he brings it to a river to drink a lot, and that will be, it'll make the hide come off easier. So now the animal's wet, and that liquid touched the meat, which makes the animal susceptible to Kabul Tumah. But it's not the water from the Beis Amigdash or the blood from the Beis Amigdash. Blood is also one of the Sheva Mashim because the blood and water of Beis Amigdash are not Moshe, the Kabul Tumah. There's another concept, a new concept called Chibas HaKodesh, the love that we have for Kachim. That alone could take something that's not Royal Achila and make it Royal Achila. But the Gemara is in Supak, if that's enough to make this meat a Risha and Shani Litoma. Now, why don't we say that the liquids in the animal's intestines, let's say she went to drink right before she was shafted, there's liquids in the intestines, that liquid should go and in return make the whole animal tame. So the Gemara says either there's no liquid, the intestines are solid, they're hard, or even if there is liquid, that's considered mashke saruach. It's disgusting liquid, which doesn't count as one of the seven mashke. And we know, we said the other day, that according to Rabbi Kiva, when it comes to chulin, Chulin could be susceptible to Tumah even from a Shlishi. So we have a case, says the Gemara, if you have a Sheret that touched a Kli, that Kli becomes a Rishon. That Kli, in return, touched food, the food becomes a Shani. And that food touched Mashkim, liquids, the Mashkim become a Shlishi. And a way to remember that is a beer keg. You take the Kli first, you pour the food into it, the malt, and then you pour the liquid into it, and then you have beer. So you have Kli, Food, liquid. The mascot of the Gemara is that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who we initially thought that says that if a sheriff touches liquid, that liquid could in return be metama kli, Rabbi Yehuda retracted that, so we don't have a single man to Omar who holds that liquid can be metama kli. We're doing a little bit of a chazara here. If you have a sheriff in the airspace of a kli, the actual kli becomes a rishon Tuma. and if you have food in the kli, that food becomes a shani. The Gemara wonders. If the food is in the airspace together with the sheretz, shouldn't the food become a rishon? And the Gemara says no. The Torah tells us specifically that the kli becomes a rishon, not what's inside the kli. And therefore, we understand why if you put another kli in the airspace, it doesn't become tummy through the sheretz. If you recall, we had in the Mishnah that Yudalit, Reb Chanina Zgan says that if you take meat that's tummy, it's a shlishi. You're allowed to burn it together with meat, that's a Rishon. Even though they're on different levels, they're both Tameh. 
Rabbi Kiva says something similar. You can take oil that became tummy from a tful yom, and it's a sheni, and burn it in a candle that's avatoma. Again, you take up something that's puzzle, together with something that's tummy. Rabbi Shua, according to Rabbi Yossi, says that you can't take truma that's a suffix tummy and burn it together with truma that's tummy. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it's motor. According to Rabbi Meir, on every Pesach, you can take truma that's 100% tar and burn it together with truma that's tummy. And according to everybody, you're permitted to take truma that's a suffix tummy and burn it together with truma that's tar. We had the case of a barrel that's on an upper vat that's truma and it's sprung a leak and it's leaking into the lower vat where below you have chulin that's tummy. There's going to be a big loss here. If you can't find a kli that's tar, according to Yeshua, you could go grab a kli that's tummy and catch the wine from the upper vat to save, to save your wine, even though you're making that wine tummy with your own hands. And according to Rebbe Eliezer, it's usher. And we explain that's because you don't want to incur a great loss, so Chachamim allows you to be metam biyadai. In our case of chametz, you're going to have a very small loss. You're going to have to make another fire for your truma that's tamei versus your truma that's tar. But that's just a few pieces of firewood, and for that we didn't allow you to be metam biyadai. Where do we see this idea? The same exact case, but instead of wine, you have oil. You have a barrel of oil that's sprung a leak. And it's leaking to the bottom vat. In that case, everybody agrees you cannot save it with a kli that's tummy and make it tummy be a dime. Why? Because you could still use that oil to light a candle. Even though wine, you could use it as perfume. So one of the pshatim is, we're talking about wine that's new. So it's not really perfume. So maybe you should save it to next year. We're worried about it at Kala. You might use that wine while you're saving it. When it comes to oil, he put the oil into a barrel that's disgusting, so we're not concerned he's going to use it. But to put wine in a barrel that's disgusting, that will defeat the, the purpose. It's no longer going to be usable for perfume. So in fact, if we have to be concerned about the call that you might come to use it. The case is, you have a barrel of truma that became tummy, according to Bishamai, pour it out, according to Bishilil, we're not concerned for Takala, you can use it for perfume. Rabbi Shmuel says, we are concerned for Takala. That's why if you're in a field, pour it out. If you're in a house, use it for perfume. Second lesson is, if it's brand new, spill it out. If it's old, use it for perfume. Now, Rabbi Shmuel is not considered a third opinion that comes in Zmachriah because he brought up something that wasn't discussed by the first two opinions, and that is a field and a house. Have a wonderful day.